Alright, what up, what up, hello, welcome back, what's this episode, episode 20 now, oh, 20 episodes, we are moving, fun little routine here, uh, so this was kind of a, kind of a big week, I, I feel like this week just kept adding and adding and adding, and it's like, guys, slow down, anyway, we got a lot to get to, so let's get rolling, Obviously, the first big news of the week was this whole Lucasfilm Games rebrand. So, Lucasfilm has... I don't know what you would call this. Like, I know I saw the term rebrand, but, like, Lucasfilm Games wasn't a thing. So, it's like the video game section of Lucasfilm is now calling itself Lucasfilm Games. And they're going to start... It's going to be like a new era of games, I guess. I, I'm i pretty sure they called the Star Wars stuff specifically a new era. Yeah. It's, it's just as Lucasfilm Games begins a new era is the headline on StarWars.com. Uh, I was going to talk about, you know, the prospective Star Wars stuff, but then they followed up this announcement with a whole bunch of shit. Uh, obviously, first was the Indiana Jones game in development over at Bethesda. Um, so, it's being developed by Machine Games and executive produced by Todd Howard. Uh, Machine Games did Wolfenstein, right? Let me just look at this real quick because I didn't look it up, obviously. Yes, they've been making the recent Wolfenstein games, which I haven't played. Uh, I think this is fine. Like, I don't have too big of an issue with it. Now, Indiana Jones is one of those movies I've never actually seen. Uh, I've always wanted to sit down and watch them, but I've never seen them. I'm sure I will have watched them by the time this comes out. My, my only concern here is that Lucasfilm is now working with Bethesda. And my my concerns with Bethesda and the way that they do things have been beaten into the ground and I just Bethesda makes me nervous don't don't give too much stuff to Bethesda because I think their track record is spotty as much as people like them but surprise surprise what was it like a day later two days later so I was going to talk about what this meant for Star Wars and boom uh, like a day or two later it's announced that there is an open-world, narrative-driven Star Wars game in development at um, Massive Entertainment and Ubisoft, at Ubisoft. So, Massive Entertainment, if you're not aware, made the Division games. So, Ubisoft is making an open-world Star Wars game. I think the, I think everybody on the planet heard this news, and the first thing they thought was bounty hunting. I, I must have seen it a thousand times, right? I mean, it, it feels kind of obvious because you can make a bounty hunting game and that effectively is like Assassin's Creed mixes with Star Wars, right? You can use the mercenary system for other bounty hunters or for your bounties. What I... I do wonder with the open world, like, is this going to be, are you going to put us, say you're just going to drop us 
on one planet and the whole game's going to be there? Or is this going to be a thing where, you know, you have an open area on this planet and then you can fly to this planet and there's an open world there? Like, is this going to be different little worlds? Like, different little areas to play on different planets? Or is it just going to be one area? My guess would be different planets in that case. Well, in any case. Um, So I don't think this is a bad thing. Uh, I know a lot of people rag on Ubisoft because, you know, their open world games are super formulaic, right, with towers. And it's all, they all sort of follow the same system. And I get it. But it's not like they're bad games, right? They might not be great revolutionary mind-blowing games but they're they're good games there's there's nothing inherently wrong with formulaic games it can get old but it's star wars it'll be fine like those games are good ubisoft puts out quality games so i'm looking forward to this and obviously the big the big news that came from this is star wars games are no longer restricted to ea uh, EA did put out a tweet saying that they'll con- they'll be continuing making Star Wars games, but I mean that doesn't surprise me, right? This is more, and this is this is a good thing for Star Wars games moving forward. You know, EA EA failed with the agreement with Disney to exclusively make Star Wars games. That's obvious. We don't have to beat that one into the bush. Beat that one into the bush, into the ground. No idea why I just said bush. Anyway. EA just didn't do a good enough job maximizing that agreement. And and I don't think... I think EA may have had like an executive turnover at some point and there were, there's stuff around there, out around the internet that they didn't even really want the agreement anymore. Which, I mean, I understand. But this is good for Star Wars because now, you know, Lucasfilm can spread out more studios, more publishers, that's, you know, more people with more ideas, and and that's always good. And, you know, if you want to develop a certain type of, a certain type of Star Wars game, you know, maybe there's not a studio that you think is best at EA, but there's one at, I don't know, Activision, Ubisoft, wherever you want to go. Obviously, not not the best time to say this, but like, a Star Wars RPG from CD Projekt Red would be kind of dynamite, but we all know that situation, so just saying. Um, and then the other thing, uh, rest in peace, LucasArts. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I I understand why they wouldn't call this LucasArts. LucasArts was more of a developer, but eh, it's kind of sad. I guess we'll never see LucasArts again. Which is fine. So Lucasfilm Games is a thing. Star Wars games are branching out. That's all good. Uh, Battle Star Wars Battlefront 2, the, the Celebration Edition, which is just the version of the game that includes all the DLC, is free on the Epic Game Store right now if you play on PC. Absolutely, 100% recommend picking that up. If, if you don't have it, it's totally worth playing. Uh, Battlefront 2 is really good. It's not... Not quite as good as the original Battlefront 2, but it's good, a lot of fun, worth playing. It being free on the Epic Game Store has definitely shot up its player base again, so that game's going to be catching a lot of interest for the next few weeks, probably. And it's worth checking out. Uh, I really enjoy that game. 
We'll see. Maybe I'll get in there and play some more of it. And then there's some rumor going around on that front that Star Wars Battlefront 3 might be in development. Uh, some of the some of the motion capture actors have been sort of posting things suggesting that they might be back to work. Same with voice actors. Who knows what's going on there? Maybe it's Battlefront 3. Maybe it's some sort of spinoff. I have no idea. Just something to keep an eye out for moving forward. And I think that's it for Lucasfilm Games. Uh, next thing, so PlayStation had a uh, like a executive conference or whatever. And they put out a, a video for games that are coming out. And they've been doing this thing that I, I didn't realize until I wrote a Ratchet and Clank article earlier this week. That they're putting like little words at the bottom of the trailers that are just sort of slapped in there mentioning like release dates and stuff. And in there, the big takeaway for me is that uh, Kena Bridge of Spirits is coming out in March, apparently. I thought that was a late year game, but apparently that's coming out in a couple months. No idea. But another another good point, so there was one of those videos before that said Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart was coming out uh, in the first half of 2021. And this video said it's just coming out in 2021. So I don't know if that means it was delayed. I don't know. Because PlayStation's incredibly vague with the release date of this game. And it's pissing me off. Uh, Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury got a trailer this week. Bowser's Fury looks really cool. I, I can't really tell like what it is really or how long it's going to be. But it looked really cool. It kind of looked like like a Super Mario 3D World version of a Super Mario Odyssey DLC. Is the only really way, real way I can describe it. Super Mario 3D World, super underrated game if you never played it on the Wii U. Uh, it'll definitely be worth picking up. That comes out early February. I'll be picking it up and uh, messing around with it. That should be a good time. Another thing I, I just want to touch on real quick because it's of specific interest to me. Guild Wars 2 um, put out a trailer for its upcoming content release. Oh, this game is such a shit show. So, to try to describe this. So, they break their content release out in seasons. And within a season, there's like five or six chapters... Each one has a little story uh, segment that you play through that's like an hour and a half long. They usually put some new content in with those as like a new area of the world or whatever. Right? Pretty standard MMO content release. They have taken the final chapter of the current season they're in and split, basically split it into like four or five small releases that have added nothing to the game. And it's like they put this out and it's just more of nothing. This game is in another drought. There's no word yet on the expansion or when it's coming out. Guild Wars 2 is dying a very painful death right now. I haven't played it in months. It's not good. Speaking of release dates. Hogwarts Legacy was officially delayed to 2022. This isn't 
totally surprising. Um, I mean, I, I would have liked it to have come out this year, but I'm not. It didn't really catch me off guard when I saw the news about it being delayed. And they specifically mention in the delay that it's, they say, uh, quote, gaming fan, where is it? Creating the best possible experience for all of the Wizarding World and gaming fans is paramount to us, so we are giving the game the time it needs. Pretty simple. Game's not ready, delay it. No problem. I have no issues with that. We'll see. Jason Schreier tweeted something out about the first it being the first of many delays this year. I'm I'm expecting a lot of the games that we thought might come out this year or were said to come out this year are gonna get delayed. It's just a matter of how many there are. So we'll see. Alright, next. So Pokemon put out some info again, Pokemon another one. Sort of did the same thing. Lucas uh, Lucasfilm Games did. They put out some information and then the next day, bam, random trailer of something. So they summed up, they put out like a little video release or whatever, talking about their 25th anniversary. Uh, they're doing like a big uh, music thing where they're collaborating with Katy Perry to make a Pokemon song or something. Uh, they're going to be doing a bunch of stuff where quote, fans will relive their journeys through the regions. So they're going to go like region by region. They have off. Ah. They announced a bunch of collaborations with a bunch of companies, Funko, Build-A-Bear, McDonald's, whatever. Uh, some new uh, trading cards coming out, a bunch of 25th anniversary themed stuff. And then they said there's going to be more information about games and whatnot coming out later this year. And that there's a, I think they officially said there's a Nintendo Direct next month, which isn't a surprise. There's always a, a Pokemon Direct on Pokemon Day in February. The next day, new Pokemon Snap got its first trailer. Was it the first trailer? Was there another Pokemon Snap trailer? I don't even remember. Well, it had to have been, right? Um, but anyway, they released a trailer for new Pokemon Snap the next day. That game looks gorgeous. I never played the original Pokemon Snap, but I'm definitely looking forward to playing this. Uh, look, It looks very good. I'm excited to see it. And the release date's April 30th, which to me jumped right out at me because Pokemon has every year been doing a major release at the end of the year, right? And and to me, aesthetically, Pokemon new Pokemon Snap looks a lot like Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee did. And the fact that it's releasing on April 30th and not in November tells me they have something else in store for November. Because if Pokemon, if new Pokemon Snap isn't the big Pokemon game this year, there's another one coming in November and it's the Diamond and Pearl remakes. It has to be. And then uh, Central Leaks tweeted out a little after the new Pokemon Snap trailer released saying that yes... Diamond and Pearl remakes are coming. And then there, later on that night, there were a bunch of leak accounts that found uh, website domains had been going up that day about Diamond and Pearl. The, they're going to announce Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remakes next month at the Pokemon Direct. I'm, I'm 100% confident in it. That's coming out later this year, and I'm pumped. Uh 
Speaking of which, you should come check out my Twitch streams on the weekend, where I am currently nuzlocking through Pokemon Platinum, and I am having a fantastic time with it. It's been a lot of fun, so you should check those out. Anyway, uh, another little Nintendo item here. There was a article that came out about Nintendo Switch sales of the Switch just dominating sales everywhere. Uh, it was the number one console in 2020 in regards to the amount of units sold and dollars. So it was the it was the top console last year and right now it is the second highest selling console in terms of dollars ever in the United States for a single year, number 1 being the Wii in 2008, which tells you just how freaking popular this damn console is. And and a big part of that is definitely Animal Crossing. Um Switches were tough to get earlier this year when that game came out. Now let's touch on Cyberpunk real quick. Because this saga never freaking ends. Um, so earlier this week, a video got put out by I, Marcin Iwinski, the co-founder at CD Projekt Red. Not not even sure if I said that right. Uh, Talking about... It was like a five-minute video talking about uh, the perspective at CDPR, what their plan is moving forward. And they put out a little roadmap here where... I mean, they kind of delayed Cyberpunk again. Right? So, there are three hotfixes coming out, which I believe... They said were, so there's one this month, I think, one next month, and then one after that, unless this is one next month, hotfix 1.0405 and 06. There are three hotfixes coming out. One next month, I don't know when the other two are. Oh, oh, oh never mind, never mind. I, I, I think I just got super confused. So those hotfixes came out last month. I I got this. I'm this fucking picture just drives me nuts. So there's patch 1.1 and patch 1.2. Uh I'm not sure if patch 1.1 has come out yet. Has it? I'm not even sure. It might have might have just came out. And then patch 1.2. And then they just have a big chunk here where it says multiple updates and improvements through the rest of the year. And then somewhere in here they're going to release some free DLCs. And then later on this year, they're going to release the free next-gen console update. Th- this roadmap isn't really like a real roadmap. It just says what they're doing and what order it's going to come, but they don't give any sort of dates. They're going to be, before any paid DLC comes out, they're going to spend the rest of this year trying to fix the game. Uh, there was a comment in here that he said in the video and I that bugged me, and I didn't write it down. Which sucks. Because there was there was one specific comment he put in here that I really didn't like. Uh, let me see. Hold on. Uh, if I search... Whatever. I'm not, I'm not going to be able to find it, I don't think. Oh, that, this is what it was. So he had mentioned that in their testing like in-house testing with the 
so they they were doing a chunk of the developing at home during the COVID stuff. Get it. But he mentioned that their in-house testers didn't find the issues that people encountered on the last-gen consoles. And I just, I, I categorically disagree with him. There is no way that that game came out and everybody playing on old consoles had those problems with it and you didn't know. Like, like there's this there's this thing with CDPR. Every time they talk, and I'm going to get to this more in a minute, but they're just very, I've touched on it before, I don't know, condescending, arrogant, dismissive, smug, I don't know the right word for it with the way that they address some of these issues. And it's like, guys, just if you're not going to own up to it, just shut up. Just don't talk about it. Don't say anything. I just don't like the way that they respond to it. And then, so I'm, I'm recording this Saturday night. It's now midnight, actually. Uh, late Friday night, Jason Schreier put out an article on what was going on at CDPR during development of this game. I think it was kind of... Sorry, got distracted, had to stop for a second. Um, What was I saying? Oh, yes. I think Jason Schreier's article was a little overhyped, overstated. Uh, a lot of it is was stuff that we already knew and stuff that he had already been putting out over the last several months. Uh, there were a couple things in there where he mentioned that uh, the the original demo they showed at E3 in 2018 wasn't the actual game. It was sort of developed individually that didn't really show off exactly what the game was and that they were developing the engine alongside the game instead of developing the engine first. I mean, I mean, it was just, it was a predictable disaster. And then, this is this is really bad. This is really bad. Uh, after that article came out, so earlier today, Saturday, uh, Adam Badowski, who's the head of studio over at CDPR. Uh, tweeted out that you know he read the piece and said he had some thoughts and he picked out three lines that were in there and offered what he would call an explanation for those comments. And so here here's the problem before I actually get into what he said. You know, Jason Schreier included in the article that CDPR did not respond for comment for the article so you 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 choose not to comment on what's written in the article and then the article comes out and you're going to come out and cherry pick a few lines and then try to rip through them like dude just shut up just don't say anything go away don't, don't even acknowledge the article it's just like what are we doing here and then the comments that he do, does have in here. Ah, I mean, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? Like, like, why are you coming in here and fighting the idea that features are missing? Or fighting the idea that things are portrayed wrong? And then he puts in here, you know, this is the one that pissed me off. Where he says, quote, 
And if we get a bit more granular about our release, the vision we presented in this demo evolved into something that got multiple 9 out of 10s and 10 out of 10s on PC from many renowned gaming outlets in the world. Like, dude, you douchebag. Just shut up. Like, like, are you really, you're really gonna come out after the way this game released and say, well, actually, we did get 9s and 10s on PC. Shut up. Like, don't, don't play that game. And then he writes on here, you know, quote, as for old gen consoles, yes, that is another case, but we've, but we've owned up to that and are working super hard to eliminate bugs. On PC, too, we know that's not a perfect version either, and we are proud of Cyberpunk 2077 as a game and artistic vision. This all is not what I'd call disastrous. Dude, they took your game off the PlayStation Store. Like, are, like, are you serious? Like, are you really going to pick this fight? Like, what are you doing, you jackass? And then he says that, you know, the 20 people who were talked to, which included ex-employees and how 19 of them were anonymous and that they don't represent, you know, most of the 500 people that work there. And he just start, he starts cherry picking this stuff and picking these dumb fights. It's just like, dude, shut up. Like, quit being a douchebag, you jackass. Like, like, just don't, don't talk because you make yourself sound like an idiot. But, I mean, that's it for the CDPR stuff. We are almost 26 minutes in. Long first half here. Um, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. Uh, I want to touch on some MCU stuff. I want to touch on the ending of Cyberpunk because I did actually finish that game. And a little football thought before we end the day. So I'll be right back. All right. Welcome back. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 continued. Uh, so as I've stated, I had issues <laughs> with my computer. Came at Act 3 in Cyberpunk. I was super frustrated about how long it was going to take me to finally get a chance to play to finish that game. And apparently I only had like five hours left of it because the very next main story mission that I had when my computer died was the final mission. I walked up to the door and it was the point of no return. I was like, you got to be kidding me. So it took me three weeks to play five hours worth of game, which annoyed the shit out of me, but whatever. So I finished Cyberpunk. And look, overall, I think the story is decent. I think it's solid. I think there are parts where it's good. I I found the ending incredibly unsatisfying. I I mean, there are so they make you pick one uh a specific approach to the final mission. And though though each of the approaches they offer you sort of mirror the life paths at the beginning of the game, which is fine if the life paths were relevant throughout the game which they weren't and depending on which one you you choose there are certain things that you get resolutions to at the end of the game and there are certain things that you don't so while there are some things in my ending that I found satisfying there were other things that just got no resolution or were briefly addressed in like dialogue exposition at the end of the game or you know 
I didn't feel like my character's relationship with Pan Am was really handled in a natural way at the end. Um, I, I just thought it was a very unsatisfying way to end that game. And that just sort of annoyed me. Um, I'm actually going to write an article about that probably tomorrow. And that'll probably go up Monday. Uh, it just it just annoyed me because I, I do enjoy that game. I think there's some good stuff in there. I just I don't think the ending is very satisfying. Um, I think that story has real problems. And I think the fact that the story acts like your life path choice at the beginning of the game is important. And it's really not. And that definitely undermines the ending, I think. But that's my thoughts on that. Um, I also bought Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity this week because I've been on a Breath of the Wild kick. I, I don't I don't know why I did that. I, I gotta be honest. I've played a few hours. I don't know why I did it. Um, I knew it too because I played the first Hyrule Warriors for a handful of hours and then I stopped. And that's probably going to happen with this game, but whatever. I am picking away at that. Uh, it has serious frame rate problems, by the way. Um, and then I've been playing Bloons, Bloons Tower Defense 6 a lot this week. It's been a long time since I played Bloons Tower Defense. Game's super fun. It's like 10 bucks on Steam. Definitely recommend it. I'm enjoying that a lot of it. All right, some other things. Uh, Light of the Jedi, I think I read one chapter this entire week. <laughs> Maybe two. Uh, I just haven't... I haven't gotten around to reading it. How many pages in am I? Let's check. 134. Might be my goal this weekend, or this week, to finish this book. Um, I keep getting distracted. There's just a bunch of stuff I'm doing, and whatever. This week, I was trying to catch up on articles, because I'm definitely behind from where I want to be this month, but whatever. Light of the Jedi is still on the list of things to get to. Uh, MCU. Just a couple things to check on. Uh, Deadpool 3 is going to be rated R and part of the MCU. Not surprising. I expect this is going to be like a meta Deadpool movie where... I don't know. Maybe maybe they treat the first two Deadpool movies like they're in a different universe. And Deadpool's going to come through the multiverse in Deadpool 3. I have no idea. They're They're definitely going to do something super meta with this movie. And we'll see how it goes. Still have to watch Deadpool 2. Um, and then Deadline reported that Chris Evans is close to a deal to reprise his role as Captain America in the MCU in two Marvel projects. I know Chris Evans tweeted out, I think he tweeted out like news to me or something with the shrug emoji. I don't know. I... It, it would kind of bug me if they wrote out Chris Evans or Captain America the way they did and then just bring him back like a couple of years later. Like, come on, like, let him, let him go. You want to bring him back at some point for like a little guest appearance cameo or whatever in like five years. Fine. But give it, give it some breathing room. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, it does reference Robert Downey Jr.'s roles in Captain America Civil War and Spider-Man Homecoming in comparing this, which, I mean, those aren't, it's not like those are quick little cameos. Those are, like, legit roles in those movies. 
So who knows? We'll see how that goes. First two episodes of WandaVision came out this week. I'll tell you, what a weird, bizarre show that is. It's nice to have the MCU back, but that show is just weird. Nobody knows what's going... There's something going on with S.W.O.R.D. That much is obvious. And Wanda is definitely in control of everything that's going on. But, like, people... Someone's watching it on a TV. Like, is this in Wanda's head? Is this... Did she, like, create a different reality? And, you know, people have connected some things that's in there that... Wanda is experiencing, like, pieces of trauma... Within the context of the show, and it's it's weird, but it's interesting because there's definitely something going on here. Um, so I don't know. We're we're gonna have to wait and see where this goes. It, it's weird. Like I don't hate it. It's just uh, it's strange. I I don't know how else to describe it. It's just weird. It is. It's it's just bizarre. I think is the right word for it. But keep watching it. See how it goes. I don't hate it. All right. Now, little little football topic. So it's Saturday night. Uh, the Packers beat the Rams today, and then the Bills beat the Ravens. Uh, I just want to comment on something real quick just to get it off my chest. Uh, I'm finally conceiving conceiving conceding that defense is basically dead in the NFL um you know normally and and this is really it really hit me in the Packers Rams game cuz normally number 1 defense plays the number 1 offense i i i expect the number 1 defense to win every time and they generally do but watching that game today i mean Aaron Rodgers was just magnificent today he was just incredible uh you know he made at least half a dozen plays that were just flat out indefensible there's nothing you can do to stop it doesn't matter how good you are and you know you look at the quarterbacks who are still alive and you watch these games and the way the quarterbacks play now you it it really doesn't matter how good your defense is if the other team's quarterback is really good, he he's putting 30 on you and there's nothing you can do to stop it. Right? You're lucky to keep him under 30. But and that that almost just never happens. Right? Like I mean there are there are plays that that you see some of these guys make and it's like there's like how do you stop it? And then you factor in the fact that the guys can run and a lot of times they can just pick up, you know, six, seven yards for a first down untouched and it's not even close. And it's just like, I, I don't know how you stop it. So, I mean, it's to the point where I think it was Nick Saban who said you can't really win with defense anymore. And I, I've, I'm now, I'm, I think I'm now in that camp. You know, I thought the Patriots could be good this year with just coaching and defense and, Average quarterback playing, granted they didn't get average quarterback play, but say the Patriots had, I don't know, Andy Dalton, Joe Average, whoever. Say they get a few more wins than Cam Newton did. 
which I think is doable. I think an average quarterback beats the Bills the first time the Patriots played them, beats Houston, beats Denver. Well, that gets the Patriots to 10 and 6, but the Dolphins missed the playoffs at 10 and 6. 10 and 6 doesn't get you in. So, I mean, you can be, you know, the Rams, the Rams are a good team. They're all coaching and defense, and they just got stomped by Aaron Rodgers. You know, it's just, I, I'm, I just don't think you can win that way anymore. Which is unfortunate because I like defense. I like, I, I just, I don't want the NFL to turn into a pinball machine that does nothing for me. I don't want offenses flying up and down the field. I want defense. I want physicality, and it sucks that that's going away. So. Hi, I'm conceding my defense thing. You know, you you really need a, a great quarterback who can put 30 up. If you can't put 30 up in the NFL nowadays, you can't win a championship, period, end of story. Uh, and I just hope the league doesn't go too far with that. That being said, my take on running quarterbacks has never looked better. Good luck, Lamar Jackson. We'll see you next year. Maybe you can prove me wrong. I doubt it. Anyway. Uh, I hope the Bucks win tomorrow. Uh, I'm not going to turn this into like my big Brady spiel, the way things went down at the end with the Patriots, but, you know, just selfishly, I think, uh, I think getting to see Tom Brady play a playoff game at Lambeau Field against Aaron Rodgers is going to be, would be pretty cool. Uh, I I don't think the Bucks are going to be good enough to get to the Super Bowl. So I, I think they're going to lose one of these next two games. I just don't know which one it's going to be. Uh I don't I don't don't waste don't waste my time with the Saints in Lambeau. Like like that's all I I'm saying at this point. Don't waste my time cuz that team will, if they go into Lambeau they're going to get stomped. Um uh I and then Buffalo I I still think Buffalo is going to the Super Bowl. I think that team's really good. Uh, I think a Buffalo-Green Bay Super Bowl right now looks really enticing. That could be a really fun game. But more on that next week. We're going to record next because we record on Saturdays now. Or at least I generally record Saturday nights. Even if I record it Sunday morning, whatever. The next week's next week's podcast will be before the championship games. And the week two weeks after that, my podcast will be before the Super Bowl. So it's great. I'm going to be able to get in some pre and post commentary on these games. It's going to be a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, what's coming in the next week? Jesus. Well, it's 17th to the 23rd. We got Hitman 3. I've never played the Hitman games before. Ride 4, Skull, the Hero Slayer, and Bladed Fury. All right, Hitman 3 if you're into that. That's out this week. Uh, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening. As always, I appreciate the company. Again, check out my Twitch streams on the weekends. Uh, I stream in the mornings. We've been doing our Nuzlocke of Pokemon Platinum. It's a great time. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Playing that mainly because the Diamond and Pearl remakes. I was pretty sure coming out this year. I want to play the go through that region again before those come out. And that's fine. Uh, so I'm having a good time with it. When I'm done... We might move on to the Drayano hack for our Golden Soul Silver. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. 
Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, YouTube, whatever, at Sixture, as always. And uh, I don't know. Keep an eye out for my Screen Rant articles because I'm sure I'll be writing this week. But anyway, have a great week. Enjoy the football if you're into it. Thanks for listening. And I'll catch you next week. Adios.